Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media, 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly pages of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. Welcome to another edition of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch. I'm the sports editor with Star Local Media, and I am being joined by Justin Thomas, who's the sports editor for our Denton County Papers, as well as Brian Murphy, sports editor for our papers in Frisco, Little Elm, and Salina. And gentlemen, let's talk some baseball playoffs. Let's talk some softball playoffs. We're recording this on Wednesday, so the uh, the next batch of playoff games for high school baseball and softball are going to get going on Thursday. We are in the third round, the regional quarterfinal round of softball, area around for baseball. We've got, uh, I guess, overall we have 11 teams left between uh, classes uh, 5A and 6A, so we're going to uh, focus on, you know, a few of the more uh, a few of the more high-profile matchups and then quick hit some of the others, but we're going to try to touch on every team that we still have left in the postseason. Let's, um, Justin, let's start on softball with a, uh, with a juicy little regional quarterfinal between a couple teams right in our necks of the woods, two teams that were ranked in the, uh, the top 25 of the state polls for most of the season. Plano Senior and Flower Mound, and there was a uh, a nice little wrinkle thrown into this one from a scheduling standpoint because we're going to get a one game series. You don't get too many one game series once you get past the second round. It feels like the further you yeah. get, the more you're going to have just best of three. Let's settle at best of three. But now we're going to get a winner take all one game playoff between Plano and Flower Mound. That game is set for seven o'clock Friday out at Frisco Lone Star. I mean. I think that's uh, with that fascinating wrinkle. I'm not really sure who the uh, if one team has an advantage over the other under the yeah. one under the one game uh, pretense because it does seem like at least on paper, Justin, that these two teams are very very similar. Yeah, yeah, it's a little different in the baseball as opposed to a softball yeah. in series where it's typically most teams throw the same pitcher all all games anyway. So. Uh, Flowermount certainly has a workhorse in Caitlin Sadler. She pitched nine innings in Flowermount's yes. training uh, win on Friday out in uh, Lincoln on the City. Oh, yeah. Some, somewhere out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not in the Metroplex. Cleburne, there you go. Cleburne, they, uh, they don't uh, count. But yeah, she <laughs> threw, all ni- threw all nine, so she'll be ready to mm-hmm. go uh, in this one. But yeah, like you said, uh, she'll only be needed for one game. And uh, I don't know, Flowermount's got to be. F- Feeling pretty hot right now after that huge comeback win they had. Their, so. their confidence has to be through the roof, and that is as you just look at some of the different kind of plot lines for this. Like, I mean, on paper, these two teams are very similar in their makeup. They're both, you know, very balanced, prolific offenses up and down the lineup. You know, Plano comes into this one averaging just a shade under eight and a half runs per game since the start of district play. Flower Mound is at 7.6 under that same structure. Um, you know, both teams have already had to win a game three already during the playoffs. You know, Flyerman had to do it second round against uh, Midway. Plano had to do it in the first round against Marcus. So they are at least comfortable with having to play a game with their backs up against the wall. Mm-hmm. So that should at least make the stakes of the uh, of yeah. a one game series a bit more, you know, a bit more manageable since they've already been through a situation like that once. I um. 
I, I just uh, this Flyermount team with just the resolve that they've shown late in games. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're Plano, it just means you got to be on edge every step of the way because yeah. it feels like after what they did last week against Midway, that no lead is going to be safe against this Flyermount team. Yeah, and they've uh, they've had a knack for uh, pulling out the close wins. Mm-hmm. I, I saw them beat Hebron, a playoff team, in extra innings. They beat a Marcus team in their last at bat mm-hmm. with a big homer, I believe, and then. Obviously, uh, what they did with their comeback on uh, on Friday Friday night, and they've already done so against two pretty you know pretty quality teams. Yeah. You know, Allen was you know was certainly one of the better hotter teams at the very least coming out of District Six Six A, a team that had put together some pretty some nice miracle finishes of its own. And mm-hmm. I got to see Game One of that series, and I was just floored by just how um, I mean just. Like it's like I've already mentioned, just how balanced and just how overwhelming every pore of that of that Flyermount lineup was. There really wasn't a, uh, a spot where you could just kind of catch your breath and okay, mm-hmm. can maybe take it easy with these next few at bats. I mean, they were just it was constant pressure, and I had not seen a team take it to them like that all season. I mean, I saw Plano, but Plano like what what Plano does is Plano really thrives off of the beginning, yeah. and it's I mean it's and it's a huge inning when it happens. I mean, there's just you're kind of powerless when you're uh, you know when they when they blitz you with a seven run first inning, and there's just no you know there's no coming back from it, whereas with Flyermount it was just a consistent, like, three runs, two runs, yeah. three, I mean, it was just a consistent, uh, just outpouring. Um, I'm, I'm fascinated, though, coming in, like, it looks like, at least on paper, you know, Flyermount, teams have gotten on base against Flyermount, yeah. you know, in the playoffs, I was, you know, mm-hmm. checking, they've given up about eight and a half hits per game, yeah. but, you know, having only allowed, let's see, what was it, um... It's the only four, only four and a half runs per game. Yeah. So I mean, you can see the defense is there. I mean, teams are getting on base against them, but you know, yeah. Flyermount. You, know, you mentioned Caitlin Savage; she's really doing a good job of working out of jams and just yeah. not letting you know minimizing that damage. And getting those hits is. Uh, I mean, you got to work for them against Flyermount because mm-hmm. they're they're not going to give you much. They're a very sound defensive team. Yeah. And you talk about kind of their the runs they give up and versus the hits they allow, and I think part of that is that defense and. Just traditionally, uh, all the softball teams I've covered, I don't think any team... I would guess that no team in the Metroplex has turned more double plays over the past, hmm. you know, f- five or six years since I've covered Flyermount than, than the Lady Jaguars do. They're very sound. They make they make the routine play, but they also make the tough play, hmm. and that really helps them out a lot there. One thing with Plano that I think is kind of paramount, just kind of looking at the trajectory of their season, is I think Plano needs a good start in this game. Yeah. They need to come off to a hot start. Um, they've... It's kind of if you just want to go off trends. The um, the only game that they've lost all postseason was that first game of their by district series against Marcus, and it was a game where Marcus was the one that pounced first. They yeah. scored four runs in the top of the first inning, and then just built off of that for a nine two victory. Yeah. Uh, but then Plano comes right back in game two, and like I think it was seven runs or something they scored in the first yeah. inning. And then I mean it's Plano as a team that they really do feed off of momentum when mm-hmm. they're when they're rolling well from the plate, when their starting pitcher Bronte Roden when she's dialed in the circle. That team just in general really feeds off of just positive momentum. Whereas you have a team like Flower Mound, which has shown that I think they can win in a you know a yeah. variety of ways. I mean, they, like I said, after after <laughs> after that Waco Midway comeback, yeah. I mean, no lead is safe against a team of it's like a team of zombies, yeah. <laughs> zombie lady jaguars. And I uh, so I think you know at least in Plano's case that they're going to have to uh, you know especially in a in a winner go home setting. Yeah. You know the the earlier you can establish momentum in that game, being mm-hmm. the first team to establish momentum, I think that's you know that they need that to kind of benefit their chances yeah. versus, you know, a team like Flyermount, where if they get up on you big, you know, it could be... Because the last time this happened to them was against Marcus. Yeah. And, you know, on the one case, you know, Plano was able to eventually figure it out against Marcus and win the next two games of that series, but it took more than
in a game yeah. to do so because they yeah, they're only able to scratch that luxury this yeah, week. So. They're only able to scratch across two runs in that game one, and then it looked like a completely different team in their second go around against yeah. Marcus to start at Lexi Benson. You're not afforded that cushion, so I think you know for Plano you have to you need a strong start on Friday. Yeah. Another thing I want to mention for Flower Mound is um, obviously they're pretty excited after the win. Uh, get back to the third round after uh, losing in the by district mm-hmm. round each of the past two years, but this has kind of been. Uh, Kind of the point where things have kind of hit the skids for them in the past. Um, they made the third round four times in a five-year stretch mm-hmm. from 2010 to 2015, but they only made it past the third round one of those times, and a couple of them were pretty, uh, pretty heart- heartbreaking losses. I recall one to Plano East in particular, but. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that was the one with the really controversial yeah, play. The play wasn't it? I remember that, the play I remember yeah, that game. But, um, so yeah, they're trying to get to the regional f- semifinals for the third time. They did it in 08 and 14, but um, you know they've gotten to this point plenty of times, but haven't o- uh, often got through it to the next round. So we'll see if they can kind of break that little sn- streak there. Kind of under that same pretense, this is Plano's first trip to the third round since 2014. Like Flower Mound, it was the second round that was kind of the stumbling block. Yeah. I've talked to plenty on the podcast about some of the heartbreaking finishes they'd had these last couple years in that second round. Um, they would be trying to get though to the regional semifinals. They had a nice run there where they made it to the fourth round in 2010, 11, and 13. Haven't been back since though, so we'll see. Um, yeah, obviously the, someone's going four rounds yeah. deep, so we shall uh, we shall see. Let's um let's shift gears to you, Brian. Oh, let's look at a, <laughs> how are you doing? Let's um look at a, one of the uh, one of the key series in your neck of the woods. Uh, Frisco Reedy looking to build off a uh, a tremendous uh, three game series win against Lake Dallas against a quality 40 team. That's a, another team Reedy that has to start off hot because mm-hmm. against Lake Dallas in game three. They did not start off hot. Luckily, they were able to get runs late, but they're facing a much better pitching staff this time around. Mason Englert and Jonathan Childress, two Texas A&M signees, they're, they're awesome. You know, probably the best, uh, I was writing up my preview earlier today, probably the best one-two starting pitching duo in the state. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, discredit to, you know, any of the South Texas or Houston schools or whatnot, but just based off, you know, here in the Metroplex, like, what's a better starting one? I mean, when one of your pitchers has thrown 55 consecutive yeah. scoreless innings, that's a pretty impressive trump card yeah, with last, all due respect to the rest of Texas. Last Wednesday, a week ago today, he tied uh, David Clyde's 45-year-old record of 55 consecutive scoreless innings pitched. 45-year-old record. It's pretty crazy. And that guy ended up being drafted by the Rangers. Uh, like a couple months later, yeah. so and he started for the Rangers, or he played, he made the team as an 18-year-old. So that's just kind of the company that he's in. So Reedy, they're going to have to break that that streak if they want to have any success against Forney, because they're going to have to steal one of those games, either against Childress or against uh, Englert, if they want to have any chance to win this game or this series, I should say. For um, just for the record, as far as what the uh, the dates are for that series, that'll be a uh, best of three series. All the games are going to be at Jesuit uh, Friday, 7:30 for Game One, and then Game. Two is going to be Saturday at a uh, one o'clock. Let's see that. Um, all right, then let's make it swing swing back to you, Justin. Looking at a uh, Capel softball. Capel softball down for the third round in the regional quarterfinals. They have a series going up against a team that well, none of us have any clue about because they're based nowhere <laughs> close here. It's uh, Conroe Oak Ridge. Um, yes. Some initial impressions on that series, JT. Well, Capel's back in the third round for the first time since uh, 2008. So congrats to them, and they're playing an Oak Ridge team that actually eliminated the Cowgirls in the second round last year. So oh. a little. So there's some bad blood in this yeah, one. <laughs> these teams hate each other. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, just to set things up, yeah. um, 
Another, uh, as we often see in these rounds, especially in Region 2, um, some travel involved. Game 1 is going to be 7 p.m. Friday at Corsicana, Ooh. and Game 2 will be at 1 p.m. Saturday out in Madisonville. That's the rare two different neutral yeah, sets. Yeah, it's two three series. Where is Madisonville? Uh, it's in Texas. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I'm not sure, to be honest. But yeah, g- uh, Game 2... One team Saturday at Madisonville with uh, Game 3 following, uh, if necessary. Um, Oak Ridge, though, yeah, like you said, we don't know a whole lot about them, but yeah. we, I do know they beat a uh, Saxe team that finished first place in mm-hmm. its district uh, last week, last week in the area round, and you know, they won each of their first two series in two games. So 4-0 in the playoffs so far. They beat Coppell, as I said, last year. But Coppell did get one game in that three-game series last year, so they hung with them last year. And uh, a little more experienced this year, um, Nora Rodriguez doing a great job in the circle, uh, shutting down Lufkin in a 2-1 win mm-hmm. in, a, <coughs> in the area around last week. And I guess another little note for Capel: this is their first actual series. Each of their first uh, two rounds were both w- one-game series, so the first time they'll yeah. get to play a best-of-three in the playoffs. So Interesting. We'll see how they uh, respond to that. So then, um, yeah, let's look at three of, I guess, the more marquee series that we'll be covering. Um, Going to pick up on the rest of the playoffs in a moment, but for, I guess for the uh, for the Fast World Rewind Student Athlete Spotlight, we're going to shift gears. We're actually going to be going very spring football intensive the rest of the way, talking with some of the top uh, football prospects in the Metroplex. Uh, for this first one, you know, Kendrick Johnson was out at Hebron speaking with one of their uh, their standout defensive backs, Darius Snow, on just his progression through the offseason and how the Hawks are coming along. Here's what he had to say. Kendrick Johnson with another fast forward rewind. This time we at Hebron High with rising sophomore Darius Snow. How's it feel to get all this tension and accomplish what you accomplished over the last year? Uh, you know, it's a blessing. I'm thankful for it. Um, I know that it's something that we're going to have to, that I'm going to have to keep working on. I can't get hot headed. I've got to stay humble and then just get it from what made you even come out for football? We know you got basketball in your jeans. Well, so what made you even come out for football last year? And is it surprise you getting all these offers in just one year? Like some people have been working their whole career, and you did that song one year. What? A lot of it's size, a lot of it's heritage. Like only football brand. Obviously, my family. And that's what you should think about. We're not late. I didn't really do nothing special. How cool is it to have a uh, have a dad that's been in the league and that's professional? I know it's another sport, but he's still been a professional, and you've been around professional athletes. It's great, and I mean, he definitely uh, spins back some experience. Spins back some experience in his own. Um, take, for instance, recruiting wise, he helps me a lot with it because I've been through everything. So. That's definitely a plus. Do you feel any pressure to have a, a big uh, junior season with so many people? Like, you can't burst on the scene last year. This year, people know who Darren Snow is, and you're, you're getting all these recruits, and your team. I've been in the playoffs like six years in a row. So I, how much are we going to do all that pressure for next year? Um, I'm just going to the same way I did last year, how I'm a hungry. And then uh, hopefully we can do something that we did last year. But it's a team effort. So how's spring ball going for you? It's going good. Uh, we've got a lot of youth um, trying to become from the – the learning to leader transition right now. So right now, I think it's going pretty good. Uh, what's your goals for next year, personally and team-wise? Uh, team-wise, I'd like to make it to the playoffs first, and then we'll build from there. And then uh, personally, uh, I'd like to build off what I did last year. Last year, I had 136 tackles. Try to get 140. <laughs> yeah, last year. So far, who's who's been saying not to get you put your list out there? Who would you say is your top three so far? I don't have one, you know, because there's some schools that, like, I, vis- I visited Texas, I visited TCU, Baylor, schools like that, 
But uh, there's some schools like Alabama, Stanford, Michigan State that I want to get out to. So I don't want to roll some schools over them because I haven't been able to get out to those schools. How much do you feel like you, every day when you come to practice, you got to live up to the BTW mind on? Give us, give, give our viewers some insight. What does BTW mean here in Hebron? Bring the wood. Hit hard, basically. Just give everything you got in the effort. And uh, one thing that I promise, I'm saying, is hitting is hard. So it's definitely something that I take pride in. The fact that you're just a competitor all around, how much is the way your your basketball season ends? I know it's another sport. How much does that kind of sting, kind of motivate you to do even better on the football field? The fact that y'all were in that competitive game against the kidding and things didn't go your way. You know, it, it's, it's it, stuff like that happens. You know, it was it was a bad call. There was bad calls. I mean, we could have done things better. But at the end of the day, it was a loss. It's a bad way to lose. I think so. So. We got to, I take, I take that to the football and uh, get better. So talk about the team camaraderie. I see y'all running sprints and everything, and, and, my, and my day in practice seems like y'all got a good team closeness here in Hebron. Uh, yeah, that's with conditioning for sure. Definitely get better from it. Uh, I know that during the season, it'll definitely have more shape. Play those faster backs, agile backs. So uh, it's it's a plus. It's hard, but it's a plus. How about your y'all 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 together in this your team? Say y'all y'all close bond. Everybody's joking around, and it's a we got this experience. Like everybody get along. Yeah, a lot of them were my age now. Last year I was the youngest on the team. Uh, a lot of seniors. So uh, now with a lot of me and my age, we get along together. We get along well, and uh, it's definitely a positive when it comes time to play during the season. Are you excited to be be looked up as a leader instead of being being the kid like you were this time last year? I am. So I know you're going to a lot of camps and stuff over the summertime. What are you doing to improve your game so that on Friday nights we see a new layer of Darius Snow when the lights are on? Tackling is something that I've definitely been to an elite level, or not necessarily elite, but I've been good at. And I'm trying to, uh, I always improve, but coverage-wise, it's something that I know I can do a lot better on. I've been getting good on the new camps. If hasn't seen you play, give us a, give us a, a 30, 45 second scouting report on Darius Snow, a football player. Uh, big, fast, and scary. Uh, come, I'm the guy that'll come down and make a hit on the line hard, and I'm also the guy that'll cover the best receiver. I have to. So, especially in pads, really fast and So, what we say today, we might see you back in a Rokon Swift type of role next year? Uh, I say more of like a Cam Jones or a James type of role. Oh, so you're going to be in and out the box and in the slot. <laughs> Gives some insight to the fact that you're getting this attention, but it seems like your teammates are embracing it. Sometimes people get jealous and stuff. I don't, I don't see that. So, a lot of people, they're excited for you. They offer you gifts like they got off. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think a lot, of, a lot of my teammates are friends, so I don't think they get jealous or anything like that. In fact, I think me having attention, guys like me, Trevor, having a bunch of attention, they definitely would make them want to be better because the coach is going to cope, and then they can have a great day, get, get on the coach's boards, and they, they realize that, so they don't become jealous of them, they're just uh, enjoying it as well. Give some insight to the foundation I landed this spring because y'all guys are working hard out there in this 95 degree heat. <laughs> I, you know, uh, we do whatever it takes to get better, and uh, we got 18 practices this, this month. Uh, I think today was our sixth, so uh, a third of it's done, and um, we know that uh, we can definitely build from here, but I feel like we've made some good progress so far. Dude, are you excited with redistricting? Y'all playing people y'all didn't play this year? It's going to be like something new? I am, I am. Uh, there are guys that scored like Coppell, like uh, 
Jonathan McGill, so guys like that that I'll be able to play against, that'll be fun and uh, definitely going to give me a chance of scenery in terms of the season. Give some insights to some of the guys that you're cool with. Cause it seems like y'all 2019, 2020 guys have some deep bonds. Like you said, your friends were play wide. Who else? Uh, Jonathan McGill, uh, Chris Thompson at Duncanville, uh, a bunch of guys really. Uh, DJ Brown, Hillary Central. But I mean, uh, it's it's just a network. You know, uh, cold people know cold people. I like to say. <laughs> Um, it's a competitive between y'all. Do y'all set personal goals and you try to go out and do it on Friday night? Exactly. We're gonna, we can be the best of friends off the, off the field, but when we do play on the field, we're enemies. So we're definitely all competitive. And I love that. So you see one of them on the field, would you be scared to hit him? I'm not scared of him. <laughs> I, I hate anybody. But where's this quiet confidence guy? Like he, you got your nice little swag. It's not cocky or nothing, but everybody definitely knows. So I just watched within two minutes. I hadn't seen you play. Like, okay, that's Darius Snow. You stood out real quick. Where you, where does that come from? Uh, you know, it, it's it's definitely like it's, it's a confidence thing. Like a lot of people, you, you, you come off this cocky tone, but I consider it cocky. I mean, I consider it confidence. Uh, I go out trying to be the best me, and that can be better than a lot of people would think. So. That's definitely what I go out and do every day. It's been something to your coach, your relationship with your coach, saying he's a, a, a close, a close thick guy. I kind of have that type family atmosphere, and, and it breeds positivity here around at Hebron. You know what? My, 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 our defensive coordinator is my position coach, safety coach, Coach Mock, and uh, he actually took me to school every every day last during the season. So he's definitely someone I'm really close to, and uh, we have a relationship that I, I would like to say is uh, admirable. We we build off of each other's plans. Uh, we work together uh, along with the rest of the defense, and I believe that it, it, it helps us gel. How big a deal is it for you? How proud are you being a Hebron Hawk? Very proud. Uh, I, I've moved around a lot, but uh, I'm glad that I found a steady home. And uh, last one is you can give a shout out to any of your your family or or your support system. Oh, uh, shout out to my pops. Uh, definitely helped me get here. Thank you to Darius Snow for taking the time to chat with Kendrick for the Fast Forward Rewind Student Athlete Spotlight. So we're going to round things out as we uh, continue previewing the upcoming batch of playoff uh, baseball and softball games. We're going to quick hit some of the matchups that we hadn't yet um, had a chance to speak on. We're going to start rounding out things with softball. Prosper versus Hallsville. Prosper is really good. <laughs> They've been dominating. So They've given up one run in four playoff games. Rachel Ekro, uh, their senior pitcher, she's been dominant. She didn't even give up that run. It was the bullpen uh, that allowed that run. So she's, I want to say, she, the last time she gave up a run was against the Colony, maybe? And that was a That's long... Saturday game late in the season? Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was still a pretty long time ago. Uh, they outscored their opponents 30-something uh, to 1. I don't have it in front of me, but that's pretty crazy so far in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, so... I don't see Prosper losing. Don't know much about Hallsville, but I just don't see them losing this series. Salina versus Crandall. Crandall ranked in the top five in the state. This will be the toughest opponent Salina has played uh, to date. I thought we were about to get a Salina-Argyle mm. uh, matchup in the third round. That would have been fun, but Crandall's just too good. Uh, and you know This will be a tough one for Salina. Their, their, uh, their two starting pitchers, Randy Dobbins and Michaela Galloway, will have to be on their A games uh, if they're going to want to pull off. I guess you want to call it an upset in this one. Shift gears to baseball then, Justin. Marcus versus Belton. Go. <laughs> Marcus versus Belton. Game one Friday at Belton. Game two. No. <laughs> Game two. Uh, 
uh, game one seven Friday at Belton, and then it'll come back to Flower Mound game two at four o'clock Saturday at Marcus with game three following if necessary. Um, Belton pulled off a little upset, I guess you could say, in the first round. They beat a first place uh, Cedar Hill team in three games to uh, get here. They haven't made it past this round since 1992, however. Marcus, meanwhile, got to the regional semis last year and is uh, coming off uh, that doubleheader win on Saturday to beat Plano West and get back to the regional quarters, for, or the looking to get back to the regional quarters for the second year in a row. Saxy versus the Woodlands. Um, Saxy's got a chance to make a little bit of history. This is going to be their, uh, they've never been past the second round. Uh, they were able to take care of at least getting uh, getting to that area round by sweeping a series against Lake Highlands. Um, and, but they draw a, a pretty hot team from uh, from the Woodlands. That entire district was hot. That entire district, uh, 12-6A, swept 11-6A. So the Woodlands, despite being seeded third, they were able to score a win, a pretty convincing win over um, you know number 15 state-ranked Rockwall. So they come in pretty hot to this matchup, and like I said, that's a that's a strong baseball district. Um, to Saxe's credit, though, they do come in. Um, come in. They're either cleanup hitter. Robert Hines was swinging a pretty hot bat against Lake Highlands. He went four of eight and totaled six RBIs. So, um, yeah, we'll see if they can uh, if they can get to the regional quarterfinals for the first time in program history. Justin Capel versus Montgomery, another hot team from 12-6A. Yes, I was going to say another 12-6A representative. Mm -hmm. uh, Montgomery finished second in that district, and they're coming off a sweep of Tyler Lee in the by district round. Um, pretty traditionally strong baseball team. They made the uh, third round four years in a row from 2011 to 14, but uh, looking to get back for the first time since then. Uh, Coppell is trying to get to the regional quarterfinals for the third time in four years. Uh, coming off a run rule win over uh, Naaman Forest in the first round in a one-game series. Okay. So uh, that's one, this one's going to be uh, a home-and-home -home series. Game one's going to be Friday in Coppell. Actually kind of odd. Could be a home-and-home. -home. Mm first two games are going to be in Coppell, and if, if it gets to a third game, then uh, Montgomery gets to host it on hmm. Saturday. I don't think I've seen a series structured yeah, that, that I can very, recall. Very odd, but uh, hmm. I'm not sure how the flipping and everything worked mm -hmm. there, but yeah, game one and two will be at Coppell, and then if a third game's necessary, they'll head down to uh, Montgomery. All right, over in 5A, Brian, Prosper versus Sulphur Springs. Sulphur Springs stands in the way of a juicy third round matchup uh, with Wakeland, but you know, they both have to get by two 16-5A teams that are playing really well, Hallsville and Sulphur Springs. Uh, Hallsville finished second in 16-5A, Sulphur Springs finished third. Um, Hallsville, they uh, they made it to the area round last year, so they're looking to, to advance to the third round for the first time uh, in a couple years, but you know, like I said, that, that third round matchup, Wakeland and Prosper, I, I don't want to look too much ahead, but they uh, they squared off last year in the in the third round. It was a great series. Wakeland swept them, but it was much closer than a sweep. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we get that that matchup again. Let's transition right then to Wakeland versus Hallsville. What, what about them? <laughs> <laughs> no, Wakeland. Uh, I mean, the story all season about Wakeland. You know, they've. No, they graduated their entire starting lineup, mm -hmm. and they made it to the state semifinals last year. And here they are again, you know, powerhouse, ranked in the top ten in the state. You know, bunch of sophomores, you know, that no one knew heading into the season. Even a couple freshmen have been playing big, big uh, innings for them. Uh, you know, here they are in, in the second round, and they're the favorites again in the series, district champions. You know, I, I fully anticipate a, a Wakeland and Prosper uh, matchup podcast next week. All right. Let's round this out, Justin, with the Colony versus Texas High. Yes, the Colony in the second round for the first time ever off their uh, big win in three games over Lone Star in the bi-district round. Uh, they take on a Texas High team from out in Texarkana. I've been getting all my info on Texas High from former Marcus football coach Jerry Stanford's Twitter feed. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
uh, Texas High made the regional quarters last in 2011, but have uh, lost in the first round each of the last four years till they swept uh, Lovejoy in the by district mm -hmm. round this season. So um, this game is going to be uh, 7:30 Friday, one game series at Paris Chisholm. Alrighty, guys, that's going to just about do it. I appreciate you for checking this out, Justin, Brian. Put the wrong point of the wrong person. Thank you, Justin. Thank <laughs> you, Brian. Appreciate you for tagging along with the podcast, folks. Um, enjoy the rest of your weeks, and uh, we will talk to y'all later. Thanks again to our sponsors, Star Local Media, 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.